You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. Of course, one of the big stories of this week. I mean, it's just one of those weeks where every day there's an even bigger bigger story. Uh, yesterday, of course, uh, we heard from the North Gauteng High Court that the president was conflicted in his role insofar as the matters that implicate him in the state capture report. And now today we find the president has filed his court papers in his appeal of the same court's ruling last week that the Deputy President, Cyril Ramaphosa, should be the one to appoint a new National Director of Public Prosecutions. Uh, you'll remember, of course, uh, that uh, the, the High Court uh, ruled that the appointment of the current prosecution's boss, Sean, boss, Sean Abrahams, was invalid and that Zuma could not select his replacement because, guess what, he even, he, even there he's conflicted because, of course, he faces the possible prosecution on those corruption-related charges. Now, Corruption Watch, Freedom Under Law and the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution are all headed to the highest court in the land to confirm the North Gauteng High Court's ruling. And joining us now on the line is Leanne Govind-Sami, the Head of Legal and Investigations at Corruption Watch. Good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Good afternoon, Bongani, and to your listeners. Within hours, of course, of that judgment last week, the president issued a statement saying that the president was going to appeal. Today, that's been confirmed. And if I understand it correctly, your process is going to almost leapfrog that one and have some finality on this matter. Yes, I mean, we're approaching the constitutional court directly because um, the high court order concerned um, issues related to the conduct of the president as well as the invalidity of an act of parliament. And in those circumstances, you have to approach the constitutional court to have them confirmed. So what we're doing is we're approaching the CC to say, please confirm these orders um, together with all the ancillary relief that flowed from from the court order. Does that, in a sense, then make his appeal almost fall away? I mean, look, this this is what um, is our view. Our view is that um, in order to oppose, um, you know, our application um, or to have any opposition, the uh, the president, uh, the NPA and the NDPP and potentially other respondents in the high court matter would need to then go to the constitutional court and oppose it there. Um, of course, the current appeals that have been lodged are, are leads um, to appeal to the Supreme Court of Appeal. Um, and we have filed notices of opposition in those matters. Um, but our view is that they should be approaching the Con Court as well. Um, and those matters be dealt with in the confirmation hearing. Now, you want this done on an urgent basis. Is there a scenario in which the Con Court says no, wait for the SCA to deal with the matter first and only come to us if you don't find joy there? don't anticipate that to be, um, uh, you know, a potential finding because these are within the remit of the constitutional court because they they, they need to confirm these orders because they relate to the conduct of the president and because they're involving an act of parliament. So these are confirmation proceedings in relation to the high court uh, order. So we don't really anticipate that that uh, is going to be um, a major issue going forward. One of the things that was cited in yesterday's judgment was how often the president is ill-advised. Do you think that some of this action is taken because of bad advice? I mean, how how bad can you know legal advice be at this level? If you if you understand look, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's there's an issue here because if we look at the the judgment from yesterday, 
um, there was a lot said about personal liability. You know, ultimately, lawyers advise their clients about um, the merits of, of success or the prospects of success, the merits of the matter. And it's the client that takes the decision ultimately to go forward or not. And what we've seen um, in a number of judgments is that these court proceedings are used as delaying tactics. Um, uh, Judge President Mlambo said, said as much um, in last week's judgment, you know, that um, they are, you know, particularly with the, the conduct of the president, that there's an advantage to be taken for the passage of time or around the passage of time, which is really about delays. Um, and I think that there it relates more to the, to the approach of the client in wanting to delay a matter in, in, in not wanting to concede when those concessions could be made in advance um, as opposed to on the day of the hearing. Um, so I'm not so sure it's about legal advice as, as it is about the client. One of the things that the former public protector, Tulima Donzella, remarked yesterday was that she felt that uh, it seemed to her that some of the people involved in these cases don't always apply their minds. Because, as I said in my introduction to our conversation, the presidency issued a statement saying there would be an appeal literally within hours of that judgment, uh, suggesting that there hadn't been really that much time to go through it in detail and have some kind of discussion with uh, legal advice. But they went ahead and said, definitely, Mm -hmm. they're going to appeal. And that's, of course, what we're seeing today. Absolutely. I think, you know, that that uh, conclusion is completely warranted. You know, sometimes, um, you know, because of the speed at which there are these responses, you get the feeling that it's an emotional response as opposed to having a really considered um, kind of view of the of the merits and of the implications, the legal implications um, of taking something forward. Um, so I think that's completely warranted. I mean, we've seen, um, you know, the NPA and the NDPP, they filed their application for leave to appeal even on the very same day. Um, and we picked up, you know, potential issues with that appeal, um, which we, we will defend if necessary, uh, it, you know. But, I mean, it's, it's completely warranted that that. Um, conclusion. Leanne, much of the focus of course has been around the president and uh, the appointment of this commission of inquiry into state capture, but uh, one of the issues uh, in terms of the remedial action that was uh, uh, given uh, as uh, part of uh, the directives of the state of capture report was for parliament uh, to do certain things. Where are we on that? Look, uh, you know, in relation to you know parliament's role um, around all of this. We've seen this also with the Encanla judgment. I think it's so essential for Parliament to take up their role and to do it in a really constructive, speedy manner because a lot of this litigation, um, you know, now and previously could be avoided if Parliament really played that oversight role and held the executive to account. Um, and we, we were hoping that they will do so going forward and that they don't need to be prompted by a court um, to do so because that's their primary responsibility. All right, Leanne Govinsami, the head of legal and investigations at Corruption Watch. We'll leave the conversation there. So essentially what that means is that even though the president has filed his court papers uh, with uh, the SCA. If this does go to the Constitutional Court with some urgency, that's where it will have finality because, of course, as you know, the Khan Court is the highest in the land.